Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Projector Lunchcast. My name is Marcel. I'm still your host. Uh, could this be the episode where we find out that Richard's parents were the Skywalkers all along? You'll have to stick with us to find out. Who else is with us today? It's Matt. Hello. Uh, yes, uh, I'm really very happy to be here again. Still here. Richard? My parents were just trash people. Wait, what's the line from Star Wars? My, your parents were... Nobodies. Nobodies. From a trash planet or something. From a trash planet, yep. I mean, you're from out. Earth, so that yeah. checks out. My so folks far. live in Florida, so that's pretty much a trash planet. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. And uh, we have Busty with us today, and I believe that this time it is Busty's turn to have something prepared for today's episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, so that's, it's now up to me to start, to have the, this, this intro part where I explain what we're talking about today. It's I'm good. just saying, like last week, that that was that was so great. It was a good segue. It's really hard for me to follow up on this one. So, <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I thought about it, and I think in the wake of E3, there's uh, some some interesting things to look uh, to to talk and look into the future. So we are now in the in the dawn of the eighth console generation, and the next one is right around the corner. In the past, like we as an industry, we had a pretty good idea what to. We expect what comes next, right? So we had big jumps from 7020p to full HD. This generation, we had this weird like 4K leap or tumble, however you want to call it. And we had stuff like the Kinect, the VR, um, various like technological uh, improvements, which usually were like aiming for the next big thing. So with the new consoles on the horizons, buzzwords like streaming, 8K gaming and subscription services just like Either it's uh, from Microsoft itself or Stadia, etc. The question is like, how will the future actually look like? Because it's really, really weird uh, situation we are in right now. Like, is there even room like for a future tense console circle uh, cycle anniversary? Because I think Microsoft already said like, yeah, they're planning to do even more than the next one in the future. Will streaming be a thing? Will it be the future? How about the console wars will microsoft sony nintendo like how, how do, do they will position themselves in the future um as pre- before completely different i mean with the with the current generation sony took the clear lead but if you look back to the 360 era that situation was vastly different than we have nowadays right like the 360 was very very close to the to the playstation so um and today i would like to discuss and uh, maybe predict a little bit the future about that topic with uh, you guys. Console wars. Okay, so that's uh, all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you. No, sorry. Sega um, does what Nintendo don't. So just quickly to give people a, a frame of reference, what was everybody's first console that they had or played on? So I had a I had a PlayStation One 
Those are your first uh, yeah, with a demo of Pandemonium, um, <laughs> which I thought was amazing, um, but have since adjusted my judgment of. It's a nice That's low bar. That was from Idos, right? Down. Yeah, yeah. Idos was Pandemonium on there. So, Richard, your first console? Uh, probably proper a, a NES. I, I mean, we used to play uh, older, older like the the PC console thing was like a thirty six hundred Atari. Is that was that one of the two thousand six hundred twenty six hundred? Yeah. And then they did like a fifty six hundred. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably twenty six hundred, and then uh, some. I remember really old PC games playing with my dad, but uh, but yeah, probably the first thing that I, I really glommed onto was a regular old NES. Yeah, Marcel, tell us about your Xbox. Uh, my first console was a PlayStation Two. Oh, okay. Which I primarily wanted to have to play Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. The console. And then I also console. got the same day there was Christmas. I also got GTA. Remember, like so, my brother. I unwrapped it. Family was still sitting around. You know, Christmas tree, very festive, all of that. And then my brother just ran somebody over in the, in the car. GTA loved about him. Everybody was like, "Oh, GTA Three, it's, right? it's one of yeah. those games." Like, yeah, it is. Did yeah, you start at three? But like the first console I really fell in love with was my uh, Xbox, OG, OG Xbox, original Xbox that I got like. Is it like an official term now? OG Xbox, Xbox Classic. Uh, I think a lot of people I think say OG because you know you can't say the first or the one because yeah. then people get confused. I think you can say the first, right? The first Xbox. Yeah. I think it's short for Oh God, that's huge. The OG Xbox was. It was pretty massive. It was freaking gigantic. Sturdy. Old gods. Old god. Yeah. Was it anti-Diluvian yes, Xbox? Exactly. Yeah. Thing was gigantic. The Duke controllers. Should we, should we ask yeah, Pasty first console was, or is it just going to be boring? Yeah, Pasty, what was your first console? So the the first console I actually owned myself because I played a lot of like the neighbor's place and NES, etc. Was the Mega Drive. A oh, Mega Drive. That's a that's not the, what, what's the that's non-European. That's the Genesis. Okay. That's the Genesis. Yeah. Right. And the Super NES. And before that, I was mainly playing on like uh, the C64, which is a very German thing, and mm-hmm. also the Amiga system, which is also a very German thing, but it's not technically not a console. Out there, like a home computer. Pro Evolution Soccer and Pro Protector. Oh, I played yet. Pro Protector, but also Turrican. Turrican, yeah, Turrican. Pro Evolution Soccer, can I just say, huge fan. Uh, yeah, long time <laughs> fan. Um, shameful. Yeah, um, also, very shameful. I, I, I remember my mate had a, a ja- is it a Jaguar? Jaguar. Wow. Is it a Jaguar? Okay. And he had, Jaguar. Is it Tank Wars? Is that right? Have I got that right? What do they call it? Ta- like it had a game called Tank Wars. Yeah, yeah, you had to War. adjust the trajectory right, right. of projectiles. It's like it's side, side on and you're like picking your shot. And, yeah. uh, and like then, Worms but more boring. Sure. Yeah. Worms um, is not boring. No, but I mean, you know, from an, a modern perspective. Look, okay, all right. Okay. But yeah, Tank Wars, it was kind of like, it was a pretty straightforward thing. But I, I'm pretty sure it was on a Jaguar, but I might be wrong about that. It um, could be, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. I mean, the Jaguar is one of those where a lot of people don't don't remember stuff fondly, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a black box. Uh, yeah, yeah. You described yeah. the console there. Yeah, nice. Yes. Uh, Worms was really boring, though. I remember the, the, the Alien vs. Predator <laughs> game on Jaguar. Was that the the side scroller? No, that oh, was a like a really, really shitty FMV style first person shooter. Because NES, uh, SNES had the, uh, had the beat em up. Yes. Yeah. S-N-A-S. SNES? SNES? Can't say, I can't say SNES. I think what, SNES what, caught what? on. Like, I, I think I was no, with no, you. No, 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 no. But what's the problem no, with no, SNES? No. It's S-N-A-S. I think, I think I was with you and then it just became easier to say SNES. But I remember, like, the first time I heard SNES, it's like, excuse me, that's a Super Nintendo entertainment system. Please. <laughs> please pay the proper respect. Yeah. A Super, super Famicom. Famicom. If you must. 
Okay. I mean, there were a lot of console generations, you see, right? You start with the NES. Apparently there was eight. There was PlayStation 2. So, um, fun fact, you guys know the first console? Like, the first proper console generation? It was the... Um, the one used that played Halo 2? <laughs> yeah, exactly, Marcel. It was the one where uh, there was, like, water inside the thing, and you had to, like, shoot yep. those little plastic rings onto the, onto the pegs no. and the what? No. But nice try. No, it was the I think the the first machine where they uh, where they firstly released uh, Pong mm-hmm. for like the home entertainment system was a Magnavox Odyssey. Magnavox Odyssey. Have you ever heard that one before? That was back when stuff was named really cool. Seventy two, nineteen seventy two. The yeah. second generation then was uh, already the Atari two thousand six hundred and seventy six. When do you think we're gonna get the next console with wood grain finish on it? I think it's absolutely just the right time for that, dude. I'm not joking because like, don't give you, me a wooden you, finish. Like, I don't know if you got. I, I know I'm skipping around a little bit, but one of the one of the um, the weirdest things I had was you remember the original 360s had the removable face plates. Yes, there was yeah. like a wood grain one. Yeah, the wood grain one. I would love that. Like, give me give me things. a new console, all retro finish. Like a 1970s Swedish uh, uh, LP player. (laughs) That kind of thing. Well, they used to build... You can find them. I don't know if it was Magnavox or or what it was, but you can find those really old, gaudy, full-on entertainment systems with like that tube TV built into... Yeah. With the uh, the turntable on it, with the Magnavox, or with the, you know, whatever the home entertainment system was at the time. It was just all gigantic. It was about the same size as an original Xbox. So, you know, it was also also really weird back then. Like when you think about like the Atari, you said you had an Atari two thousand six hundred, right? I, I like this is super vague for me. I had an like, Atari. I can remember some Atari games I used to play. These old ours uh, home consoles, they had usually like the controller, if you want to call it that way, because it looked more like a like a remote for a TV. It had like twenty or thirty buttons sometimes. Like my sure. two thousand six hundred, oh, yeah, 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 like, like a like a remote control. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, where are these like twenty buttons for? Mm-hmm. Is there a reason for that? Well, they used to have um, overlays for a lot of games. That you get, so it's like you had the you had that uh, generic keypad looking controller wired, of course. So okay. it looked like you were talking into the mic and hunt for Red October. But uh, a lot of games would have overlays, like paper overlays that you could put on that would have the controller scheme written on it. So it's like, oh, I'm playing adventure, I guess. So here's like, oh, it, it, and then the nine and the two become directionals, and this and and that. Uh, so it's, it's written right on the paper. Yeah. I guess it goes with like this kind of reaction against like everything's digitized. Yeah. So so the reaction to that is like the, the weird cardboard thing with the Nintendo did mm. uh, that was really cool, but like also really strange. Like when you've got this dig- everything in a digital format to have this like what was it called? Like the you know the cardboard Label. cutout stuff. Yeah. Labo. Yeah. Right. Labo or labo. Labo. But I think even more of that stuff will start to appear because people realise there's nothing concrete to hang. Like stuff on anymore. Well, no, it's cardboard. Like, yeah, I know. I, what I mean is like, <laughs> so so, I, could you re-engineer like a, a, an LP so that you could play your games off it and have like a collection of LPs with like full uh, theoretically full, yes. Yeah, they they still do stuff like this. Like there's people still putting out like Genesis carts and and like uh, like retro games on the original hardware. Like you'll you'll see it sometime on like limited run. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. like hey, we've got the, we've got this vaguely retro looking game, and we also made it for retro consoles. You can come get uh, get your cart. They just did um, they just did a repressing of Mega Man two, um, not not I think it was last year. And it was just re release of NES carts, like just off brand NES carts. So yeah, 
People could be putting games out on tape. I don't know about a series of vinyls. Yeah, well, I, just, I like the idea of the full cover image, you know, for a... Then you, for need, a... you need a laser disc, man. What was that... Uh... Laserdisc. What was the what was the console? It's blanking on me. The console that played Laserdisc, like Wanda Gamble on, and all the so there, there was a Mega CD. The, the upgrade for the uh, Genesis for the Mega Drive. No, it wasn't. The, the, it there wasn't was a Jaguar Drive. was CD, right? No, uh, it was. Don't make me look Three. this up on my phone. This is embarrassing. 3DO was a 3DO. You, you remember? You remember they had? Um, they made like two Zelda games. Like one where you played as Zelda. It was, it was really oh, this the Philips. Meta Philips something. I have Philips I something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, no, somebody no, Google this. Like Google, Google through that. We're supposed to be experts. That that brilliant Zelda uh, adventure. About future. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, train we, wreck. we did all our research for the future and not for the past. But I mean, with the with the idea of the the consoles, like so for me, it's like it's a bit like so it's nothing like Doctor Who, so like or James Bond or something like when you're looking at for the who's going to be the next Doctor, right? So the next generation. Uh, to to bounce off that, and it's like it's not as exciting as that anymore because because there doesn't seem to be that much space for experiment or new new brands or experimentation or or something like that. Like I remember some weird and wonderful things back in the day, and those things just don't seem to exist anymore. It was the Philips CDI, by the way. Um, boom. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I mean, you. Matt, you, you can you can say that with. Um, like it started with a sixth console generation and then cemented really itself with the seventh console generation that only Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo survived. Like um, we had the we had the strong strong run of the PS2. No, but there wasn't a ton of competitors, right? Strong before run. that, strong before run that we had EO. we had Sega still in the race. We had uh, the Neo Geo, the 3DO, etc. There were a lot of like weird ass consoles. Yeah, few few offshoots. Yeah, I mean Sega Sega's. Were there any others that lasted more than one generation? Like Sega had a couple, but I mean, aside from Microsoft and no. uh, and Sony, was it was maybe there was a couple one-offs somewhere? I'm sure maybe handhelds or, or no. But else. as yeah. soon as the PlayStation Ooh, yeah. One arrived, Ooh, yeah, yeah, that was over. Did right? I, did I see there was like an Atari reboot somewhere? Um, probably a lot of there's like there's like tons of like indie gogos or whatever for various consoles, which honestly none of them ever make any sense to me. Like I. I like maybe I'm weird, but I, for all of these things, I look at them like, what's the business case for this? Yeah. Like, who is your target nostalgia. audience? Yeah, you know, like for nostalgia, it's like, hey, you want to spend like a couple of hundred bucks on a Linux PC to play all the Atari games, but also Steam Linux games or something like. Oh, uh, that seems like you know, like I mean, it seems like a very, very specific target audience. Like, I'm not sure if. If that is feasible as a business, but then again, what do I know? So, are you going to say fool? Are you going to say fools, uh, Marcel, as the target audience? Or? But it's still, uh, uh, no, I don't use such language. I would have used something stronger than I'm not allowed to say here. <laughs> retro, retro gaming sometimes gets, you know, gets. It, it's got a, a core audience that you can you can carve. Usually a with a disposable income. Right? Well, I mean, even even like yeah, people start out with Raspberry Pis and dump all their stuff onto there. But I mean, the the mini consoles by Nintendo have been successful, and God knows everyone else is going to try that. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Tommy Tallarico's running in television yeah. again. Yeah. But see, that's for example, that's one example. You know, like what's so like the the retro consoles like like the PlayStation Mini, those are PlayStation Classic, and yeah. the NAS and the Super NAS Mini. All makes sense, right? You know, it's like it's like a it's it's, it's an curated. easy it's a one-off purchase. Okay, you know exactly what you get. You know, but these things are like, hey, Indiegogo, 
And then maybe one day for like your two, three hundred bucks, you will get a console that plays super old games, but it's also a weak PC that you can play PC. Like, well, no, because these, these it, are, it just seems very weird to me. Like, what's, what's these the point are, of that? Just, just do like do the thing like like Nintendo is so like, hey, here's a one-off purchase. It's very clearly defined what you're getting. Instead, like you know, like Tommy Salarico's thing, which is like, hey, we're making just, a new old console and mm-hmm. people are going to make new games but only exclusively who is going to like what developer is going to make that? Do, do the reasonable they got thing. a couple big developers for that they, they got a couple in, like indie all stars showing up for that I mean just like one shot stuff right I don't yeah get a PS Vita hack it and just load all the no, old no, games no, no, on but your I, PS Vita like I do I think you guys are missing the hobbyist aspect of this right that, that is a start like if you just want to play your old games you can you can definitely go find a ROM set somewhere illegal and, and yeah. relive your childhood and you don't really care much about that detail, but I think a lot of these these audiences looking for older games are looking to play them as close to to real as they as they would. I mean, all these mini consoles are running. Bucks Frame Meister. Get, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, the Frame Meister is started that. You look yeah. at the, like a like a Mister or like a like a what are they, What's the other one? It's like a Super Gun. Yeah. Like these things, these things are designed to to play these games as close to accurate as they as they were. I mean, the mini consoles are emulation. They're not. They're they're reminiscent, but they're not uh, they're not one for one. So I think, I think yeah, there there's a small audience of people that really want to play, you know, this version of Mister ah. Do. They want to play Old City Connection, you know, as as close to as close to perfect as they can get it. I, I do respect that, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously that's going to be a much smaller audience than people going out and picking up a tiny Nintendo. Yeah, so that's the like, that's like the novelty side of things. Like, what is the main from here? What is the main line? What's the What's on the main line, you know? I think like, subscriptions. Yeah, when we go Ooh. a little bit more in, into the future <clears throat> or in the recent past, you can tell that, like, uh, with the uh, with the PlayStation Two, with the Xbox Classic, then especially with the PS3 and uh, 360, mm-hmm. that time was over when people had like big, huge experiments. It was only like room for um, the fight, the struggle between Sony and Microsoft, and then you had Nintendo trying things with the with the Wii. So you mean it was it was. Other companies were going to stop throwing their hats in the yes. ring with consoles. Yes. I see what you're saying. Okay. And yes, they tried things, but from that point on, it was basically the race between the two biggest, who will be first, who will lead, and then Nintendo trying things and being very successful with the Wii, at least hardware-wise, sales-wise, when it comes to games, and a different story. But maybe like uh, we we have some numbers about that mm. because people nowadays speak like, oh, the the head start, like uh, the the PlayStation is so big and Microsoft is so far behind. But there were times, especially with the 360, where it was for a time the the opposite and then at the end was a head-to-head race, right? Well, I mean, luckily we had had Marcel this time doing the the Google Foo. So I'm going to pass over our very official papers to him. Maybe you can start with the hard numbers. On the PS2, what exactly? On PS2. Like, like that first generation, right? So, so I mean, like, let's start. We, we've kind of caught up on the history and, and talked about older stuff, but um, I mean, now that now that uh, Sega has kind of the Dreamcast has happened to what the Dreamcast. I just need to pour one out for my Dreamcast. So Calibur was amazing. It's a good version of all the fighting games. I want to take you for a ride. I miss my Dreamcast. So, so the the next generation is your PS2, Xbox. And GameCube, right? The first relevant generation. The, wow. Just going to write off the PS1. Well, I didn't have a PS1, so you know. And for, for that, you are lacking, sir. But yeah, okay. So let's start. PS2. Around, around the year 2000. Yes. Uh, the PS2 came out in 2000. You know, those, those were still back in the days when 
and I fucking hated that living not in Japan or the US like back in the day when oh, consoles yeah. took like six months to a yeah. year to get to every territory so it launched on March March 4th 2000 in Japan and if I recall correctly like initially people were a little bit underwhelmed because like the games like you know like the first like when they had put out those graphic demos like with the rubber ducks like you know all the talk of like the emotion engine whatever people were like oh my god this is gonna be incredible oh, I remember that demo yeah and then like the first couple of games what was what, what, what were the first games there was like what was the bouncer or something from Square I think I like it was the like brawler right was the bouncer was super early was it really that I was really so. early or was it like yeah. late but shitty I'm sure no it was early but <laughs> I don't want to say shitty, but kind of shitty. Um, there was, uh, I'm, I believe, a Ridge Racer game. Ridge for launch. Could you, could you pronounce that correctly, please? Ridge Racer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like uh, I think with with the PS2, it was kind of similar a bit to to what later happened with the PS3. Again, like early on, people saw like all these all these big Japanese games, like oh my god, like Metal Gear Solid 2 looks incredible, like you know, oh my god, Final Fantasy X, mind blowing. <laughs> And then, mm. like, it took years for those games to actually come out after the console, right? Right. Um, not as bad as with the PS3, because I think, like, all, a lot of those games took, like, four years to come out after they yeah. were announced it, in time for the launch. The PS3 was Sony's uh, attitude, adolescence, up in its room, playing with baby heads, like the baby doll heads. You yeah. remember those commercials? Yeah, play this one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, like somebody back in the time saying like, oh, it, it, there's like this curse that after you dominate console genera- two console generations afterwards, you will go crazy or become arrogant, which very much happened with, with Sony. They did both. Yes, they did both. Good job right there. So yeah, obviously, I mean, PS2 is still, uh, I believe to this day, the, uh, is it the best-selling console ever? I remember that, that, is, that is the one that, I, the PS2 is the one I remember standing in line at launch for. I was still in high school. When the PS2 came out, and I remember showing up to like a a crap ass upstate New York Kmart, and they were like, "All right, we we got five consoles in. We only got five. And like I was I was the like fourth in line, waiting for the waiting for the doors to go up at like six a.m. But just to be on the safe side, you still killed two people ahead of you. I mean, you know, I, I had to secure okay. that. I should have because they only got three. So it was it was for me it was the first time watching. Like oh I, I waited I got up early and I waited for this thing because it was it was the hype around the PS2 was insane yeah it was yeah so there was the first wave of like super console hype and I was just the right age to like get hit by it and then it was the first time watching me not get a PlayStation which you know is a, is a personally scarring experience but then I, I was watching people behind me in line haggle with the dudes like the two three dudes that got one nine hundred bucks. Twelve hundred bucks for for a PlayStation Two. I just I was like, all right, I'm gonna come back next week. Like I don't need, I don't need the bouncer that badly. <laughs> so yeah, like according to Wikipedia, it sold uh, around 155 million units, wow. which is massive, especially compared to its competition, because um, its main competitors were, of course, my beloved Xbox. Um, probably to this day, and people look at me funnily. I think it may be my favorite console. Xbox is a solid. And uh, which which sold around like 24, 25 million. So you're uh, just like 130 million short of, of well, that, PlayStation that was, 2. That was the opposite launch as well. Like, like I remember. Um, there was also later, like uh, how, how many years had started. One and a half. Like Xbox years? came, like, well, to the US, it came like one year after the PS2. So do you think those allegiances, those like to, to one or the other in, in childhood, do you think they just continue to carry over for most people? 
Like, because for me, like, I never had any connection to the Xbox for any, you know, for no good reason. Like, and this is why you must die. What? Yeah. What? But, but there wasn't. Whoa! What? what? Sorry. So, uh, so there's no good reason. So I guess, I guess they do carry on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I, I used to be uh, in in back in the olden shameful days of yeah. of teenage, and I can't say teenage because I wasn't a teenager. Like early young adults. Last week, console forum warfare. I was a a firm X. What I think they're called these days. Yeah, I was. A, I was on. You were probably X- a Sony pony. I was not. You I, look like a Sony. You pony say that now because Sony I have a PS4. Pony. I was not a Sony pony. I was fighting the Sony ponies in the in the in the rough battles of Game Facts. Yeah. Today, Taking today we 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 thank the brave, mostly men. I hope probably also <laughs> a few unfortunate women who who you know fought in the, in the most meaningless of all wars, the console wars. That reminds me of it's, a thing. Uh, to this day, when you look at like I sometimes look at some tweets where I think like. It wasn't me. I wasn't that bad. Well, nah, I was not this bad, I hope. Because holy shit, like this, uh, you know, console, like it's something like really, console wars do weird things to to people. They're for kids. Marcel, um, as you were like a super like Microsoft fanboy, right? You took that very seriously. I bought all four uh, Xbox consoles right at launch. For our listeners, um, do you mind sharing like the rough, estimate of your total accumulated gamer score no don't not the gamer score thing uh i honestly i don't know i can check it i unfortunately have a, check, I have check a phone right here and i have an xbox app right on it uh-huh. there we go i also have a playstation app you know so i'm i'm, a, I'm, I'm console war neutral now I'm, i'm the swiss switzerland of console wars these days but like maybe you know I, I'm, i'm neutral but maybe i cut xbox like on our deals like i give them five percent rebate he's, but I'm, i'm neutral he's got a life-size tattoo of a duke controller across his entire back no but as as you all know i have a well it's not life-size but i have a normal human-sized uh sticker of the master chief yeah. on, on my balcony door back home how many master chiefs do you have in your in your home in, in my living room no no in your home I don't know. Total. Mis- <laughs> I thought there was only one Master Chief. There's, of course, there's only one Master Chief. Yes, Marcel collects uh, and uh, collects and observes Master Chief. Uh, Chief Petty Officer John 117. Okay. To you, civilian. Marcel's got a lot of Master Chief. Is he always Chief Petty Officer? Like he yeah, well, you can't get promoted. He served in so many games. Nah, he's like- not around to get promoted. He's just like they wake him up and like I guess you got to go shoot this stuff. And then see, every Halo this, fan's this, like, so different! But you see, this just shows you how meaningless the console wars are. Like, you fight, like, 15 years in the console wars, and you still, you never get promoted. You're still a chief petty officer. I've got even, like, is that a good rank or not, Richard? I wasn't in the Navy, but uh, I was also wasn't in the Space Navy. Um, uh, it's the UNSC. Think about it, like, as as Master Chief... Thank you very much. Space Navy, same thing. As uh, as Master Chief ascends ranks, obviously he'd have to take on more of a leadership role. So can you just imagine uh, John 117 just filling out some leave paperwork? Yeah, totally. Just, like, making sure, all right, like, I'm going to make sure that these guys get some nice shore leave, and it's going to be, oh, Fleet Week's coming up. i got to get my entire exoskeleton shined. <laughs> I like that. Does he, can he take the suit off? Or is why like, shouldn't he be able to? What do you mean, why shouldn't he be he's, able to? He never does. He takes the helmet off once and you don't see who he is, but he's never... He's the, like, shouldn't you, at least for, like, basic hygiene... I was going to say, I hate that to, off, like, I'd, once a while. I'd hate, I hate to see what it's like inside that. Maybe I, it's like a yeah. Freeman suit. You just, oh. I hate to get dangerously close to your Google search history, but what is Suitless John Spartan? 
117. He is in this book. He's described as you know, like like obviously uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in I'm my listening. fan fiction, he's described as, obviously as very pale because you know, like he never sees the sun. Right? That's right, he's, yeah. he's in the armor all day he's long. He's powder. So yeah, he looks uh, like like you know, uh, very pale, sunken eyes. He probably doesn't look as as ubermensch as people probably imagine him to. Kind of Elizabethan. I mean, I say that because they also used to have straw in their uh, their their pantaloons, uh, so that if they needed to, you know, defecate or piss, um, then it would they could just do it wherever they were. So I guess I'm sh- being- I I would hope that you know in the future, as humanity conquered the stars, they found a better solution than stuffing straw inside their spacesuit. Second result on Marcel's Google search is how does how does John one seventeen poop? Okay, okay, uh, is so your game a score. I, 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 the app, the, like, I, wait, now it's working. Maybe it's see. I'm, so, I'm sorry. My gamer score, it's not that impressive anymore. I think it used to be kind of impressive back in the 360 days, but then I really fell off and, and didn't care much. It, wasn't, it was never impressive. It's 183,954. And But in parentheses, it counts for nothing. Well, 180-something thousand. I have like 30,000 or something. Marcel's gamer score has been invalidated. So, anyways, I think we're here to talk about the future now. Because Marcel we're here played to talk about the future, Richard. The Avatar, the last Airbender game. And it was not a bad game. Mm-hmm. No, seriously, it was not a bad game. I've played very bad games and I have the ach- all achievements in very bad games, like some of the worst games this I've ever played. This is why gamer score is ridiculous. But Avatar is not bad. The, the two worst games I've ever played, I believe, for gamer score were. Avatar. Uh, no, it's. Um, Open Season. Uh, Shell Shock 2 Blood Trails. Wow. <laughs> Which was like it's like a super shitty zombie Vietnam shooter. Really? Has, Zombies has, in Shell Shocked? Yeah, I think wow. so. Well, right? the second one in Blood Trails, and the first one. Oh, the oh, first yeah. one was the, the first very one was super serious, controversial. Yeah, right? That was the first shooter from Guerrilla Games, yeah, yeah, who yeah. you know uh, made the Horizon later, right. Killzone. And the other t- one that I really played was super shitty was Terminator. Which one was it? It's like a three sixty. The, the the Christian Bale movie version. Yeah. What yeah. Was it? Which what movie was it? Salvation. Yeah, Salvation. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yikes! Not very good. So either way, but but once score. you've just just so you guys know who like I know Matt's probably not familiar with Gamer Score. I, I haven't had a console for ages actually. Yeah. So like you could you point. could do achievements in game uh, that would that would give you points. And then uh, across all of your games, that point, those points would add up to your gamer score. And it's commonly known that if you play the Avatar Last Bender, Last Airbender uh, game, then you get a thousand points in about five, five seconds. It's seconds? one combo. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. It was like 30 or 40 seconds. 30 or 40 seconds, okay. That's not yeah. underappreciated not work. So, so yeah, it's not commonly known that, uh, that once you do that, it invalidates all of your gamer score and no one respects you. Can I ask a question? Marcel, did you finish the game or did you just spend 40 seconds on it? I did not finish the game, but I played for but I played <laughs> for a couple of hours afterwards. Okay. It was actually as a co-op. Like I played it with a good friend who who was a big fan of the Avatar. You asked cartoons. for console wars, Bassie. Bassie's over here shaking funny. his head. You asked for console wars. Yes, I think you're going to talk about wars. the future. Like you yeah, keep so Xbox Richard. managed to be there, but only roughly over twenty million sold units. Yes, then and the then they very quickly two. started the next console generation. Like and they they came out a year ahead of everybody else, and that changed everything. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, the 360 they, generation, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah 360. Like 360 yeah, yeah, was... uh, they they came out way strong um, during the th- so like one thing, one of the reasons why I really like, like the Xbox, like the OG box, why it's my favorite console is back then Microsoft barely had any third party relations. You know, like they were the new kid, right? And like yeah. a lot of companies didn't know what to do. Like for example, for 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 the first couple of years. Um, they didn't have EA Sports titles, and when they had them, then they didn't have online in them. So, for example, Microsoft did all their own sports games, right? Yeah. They had like NFL Fever, yeah. 
they had a hockey game. Uh, they had Ant, which was a great skateboarding game. Uh, yeah. so skate, sorry, snowboarding. So snowboarding. And so, like, you know, during that time, Microsoft essentially they had to make games in all the genres that they felt a console needs of themselves. They came uh, out because swinging. there was nobody else. Yeah. And you know, they, they made some of my favorite games. Like, funnily enough, like the main reason I originally bought a Xbox was not for Halo. Like, afterwards, Halo became one of my favorite games ever, as right. we just learned from my right. collection of Master Chiefs. But it, it's not that I, I didn't buy it for that. Fault, sir. That was not a thing. The first Forza came out in a sorry May early May two thousand five. I would say May two thousand five is the first Forza. You just just put that on top. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm taking a guess here. I'm looking. Rich is looking. I believe looking. it came around May second, May fourth, something like that. What? It's a wild guess. October second. No, that's Forza Horizon four. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Close you, enough. Google! So what was the motivation? Yeah. Uh, it was. It, I was a huge fan of the FASA stuff, so my main motivation was that they announced Mech Assault and Crimson Skies. And also, I learned uh, that the game I was most excited for at the time, Star Wars The Old Republic, was coming out to Xbox first before PC. Oh, what, was yeah. your, what was your guess on the release date? Of May 2nd or 4th, 2005? It was May 3rd, 2005. Wow. Whoa. And you are a freak, but only in North America, not in EU, which is even weirder. That was really good, right? In the EU, that was, was really good. I also this morning, you know, Basti, when Rich and I were in the train, we were discussing this topic. I correctly remembered the release dates of all Xbox consoles. He did, yeah, off the top of my head. Off the top of his head, he's a he's a, he's a freak. What Too bad about his like gamers for Xbot? Is it? And what's the an Xbot? Yeah, an Xbot. Yeah, uh, so Xbox. The Xbox are the natural enemies and far superior to the Sony ponies. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Also so, more attractive to <laughs> the opposite gender. Three hundred and sixty had a head start. Was Incredibly successful. Also, they managed not only to have a solid console, uh, incredibly huge um, installed um, unit sales, but also they tried a lot of things. Like there was a time when they got the Final Fantasy guys on board to make games like Lost Odyssey. So a time when Microsoft was really, it's really pushing yeah. into yeah, That's was really huge. pushing into exclusive titles, interesting uh, own IPs and stuff like this, and it paid off at least uh, for a you while. Know, I think I think that like 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 he was saying, like Xbox has been doing that for a, a minute, um, and that was just where where it really came out to shine. I mean, yeah. like you you still had your like Orochi. Yeah. Uh, stuff on on the OG Xbox, them making their own games. I think I think it was like they maybe beat their head against it, you know, during the OG Xbox. But yeah, like but when it came down to the second generation, and it was it was more like your titles that were doing, it and they had the head start this time. That was where all those original titles really really gave them a, a leg up on that stuff. But and you know, and the, in, in many ways, like the 360 really set the set the like the, the pieces in motion for this generation. Why Microsoft's not doing so hot right now is that. Halfway through the through last generation, through the 360, like initially, again, they were still covering a tons of genres themselves. They had a lot of interesting Japanese titles. They had, you know, exclusives like Mass Effect. Remember, like Mass yeah. Effect was was a Microsoft published game. Uh, and then halfway through the generation, they realized, like, hey, you know, we have tons of third party support now. We, if need be, we buy our exclusives. And they really scaled back their own development efforts. Like they, in quick succession, shut down two of my favorite game development studios ever. At that point, I should have actually become a Sony pony now that I think about it. Oh, no. But they quickly shut down Faza, who made like all the MechWarrior uh, games, mm-hmm. uh, Shadowrun, Crimson Skies. They shut down, of course, Ensemble Studios, the guys who yep. made um, uh, the Age of Empires franchise. Yep. They shut down Asus, the developers of Flight Simulator, you know, which had been a staple of, of gaming, PC gaming, for like 15 years at that point. Like a longer. Phoenix Flight Simulator will return. So, yeah. Um, 
and that was really like you know like that that's that set them on uh, in, on this track where they are today where like now now they're scrambling to buy studios and open new studios because they realized hey you know we don't have that exciting content anymore right you know we we have good games but 90% of the same games are also on a PlayStation in in the vein of of them trying things was I know I know it was around the time but was the 360 the first console with DLC like paid DLC not expansions nope. I mean like it was the OG Xbox. Was it OG Xbox? Yeah. Mechasalt had DLC. Really? Crimson Skies had DLC. I, you know, it was probably because I never... The Old Republic had DLC. There like, was like remember... one space station with a shopping yeah. gear that you could buy. I remember only only uh, really hearing about DLC. And it was probably because I was traveling a lot around that time. Like I didn't have stable internet and, uh, and I wasn't living in the same place. So I might have missed that. But I remember really catching the wave about DLC for Skyrim. When it was like like the extra dungeons, I think you're the, the infamous forest armor, of, but uh, of Oblivion. Oblivion. Sorry, Elder Scrolls one. Yeah, I had that Elder in my head. I was like, I was like, don't say Skyrim. Fun don't fact. say Skyrim. Fun fact about the horse armor. Yeah, in you Oblivion, I actually bought it, and because I bought it, my bank um, closed my my um, thought it is a credit card fraud because it was like it's one euro ninety nine or whatever. <laughs> so I bought the horse armor DLC, and one day later. I realized, oh, my credit card is not working anymore. Called my bank. It's like, yeah, yeah, you bought some some weird like horse armor, whatever thing for like one one euro ninety nine or whatever. So we thought it is fraud. I'm like, no, that is like this horse armor. You have free It's mine. So I can't decide. I can't decide what is sadder, like the fact that you bought it, or like you know what was the back thinking? Like who in their right fucking mind would be like? I got the credit card guys details of this guy in Germany. I'm gonna defraud him this by is why, buying something for two euros. But that's the thing. Like, what he was kind of fraud is something? That? This is like this is like when international purchasing yes. was was still fresh. So all of a sudden you like rack up a charge euros. from Redmond. I mean, like the, two euros. The bank, yeah. No, no, no that's that? the thing back then with credit card fraud. I'm also, no you have Microsoft still, points back then. You had to buy the, the points. So I bought it on PC. Oh, uh, oh. If it's still the thing uh, nowadays, because I'm not an expert on credit card fraud. But what happened back then was often that some dubious companies whatever or criminals bought a shit ton of credit card details and then charged on every one of them like a euro or two or dollar or whatever so people wouldn't figure out that it's just like okay this weird thing I have no idea what it is to not get it's weird did they have FIFA Ultimate Team back then because that sounds so familiar they did not have that FIFA Ultimate Team came out in man I wasn't (laughs) I can't do it stop doing that (laughs) but I mean if the bank thought they looked at it and they thought two euros for some horse armor I mean what must it look like it must be made of tin foil well they just see something like this even then like like a full horse covering that in tin foil that's going to cost more than three dollars like this is like the dumbest scammer ever like he's he's making a loss good deal clearly just to just to be clear horse armor was a dumb scam yeah and uh, you should have taken your opportunity to just say you were defrauded I like my horse. Uh, horse it, it was it was a thief, I believe. He's incredibly handsome and named Todd Howard. I was a. He told me that he had wares if I had coin. <laughs> um, the also, uh, I, uh, I believe we're super off track. That's yes. okay. So, Three sixty. Yeah. PlayStation. Stuff. Uh, we had the Wii. The Wii sold a lot of units, not many games. Then we had the Wii U, which sold not many games and not many units. True. Mm-hmm. But then, moving forward, we had the Xbox One. We, we know where we are right now, right? Everyone sure. knows that. PlayStation 4 is incredibly successful. Yes, we are right now at like uh, end of March this year, so end of Sony's fiscal year. Uh, the PlayStation had sold in excess of 90 million units. Ooh. What's 90? the Xbox One in? Uh, the Xbox One, so... You know, it's kind of more difficult because they don't really communicate the, the estimates from, uh, from uh, esteemed... 
uh, analysts I bet they plays communicated around if they like were in first 40, place. 41 million or something. Yeah. So significantly less, of course, like, you know, less than half of what the PlayStation 4 has done. And then the Switch is, is hot on their heels with like over 35 million sold, I believe. Five years by, later. By March of this year or so. Four mm. years later. It came out four years later, four yeah. Years later. It's, it's been on the market for two years now and it's almost caught up to the Xbox. I would probably wow. assume that, you know, like between between Pokemon and Zelda this year, they might catch And now you have the them. light switch. I'm going to be even more. <laughs> the light switch. Yeah, all those Nintendopes will be really pleased when they're writing on the forums. What do they call so. Nintendo kids on the on the forums? There was a name. For a while, they were called on uh, on the forums the Wii Tarts. That's terrible. Wow. I thought it was like Nintendrones. What kind of forums are Nintendrones, Nintendrones, I've heard. Uh, back then, like, like most of my console warring back then was on the IGN forums. Oh, wow. But Those then guys, one time uh, they banned me and I was super angry. Like, wow. like one guy had like made up crazy rumors about like Halo 2 and at a certain point he was like, you know what? That was all lies. I just made it up to fool you guys. And then later he made another threat and I just said like, hey, like, are you making up more lies? And then I got banned for that. So, well, this I week, got banned I'm, for calling a, an admitted liar a liar. Like, what the fuck? This is the I flashback do. over here on <laughs> Sergeant Hot Town. Just like, no! Get the guy from IGN Forbes back on the... You banned me, sir! Well, I mean, it's this despicable. week it's at least not only myself having confessions. Yeah. For yeah. a change. Well, everybody's, you know, reliving Yeah, these, then this, later this on pain. I migrated to NeoGAF, but there I was already reformed. Like, I didn't do console wars anymore, and now I'm on Reset Era as a professional. You retired. So after the console wars, you went to the Argentina of NeoGAF. <laughs> <laughs> and settled down under an assumed name. Yes. And yeah, and now I'm just a, a professional non-console warrior person. Now I'm all about the PC Master Race. <laughs> 2019. E3. Yes. We saw not much, <laughs> but we have at least an idea where the, where the, where the direction is moving. I mean, also like as we work in the industry, we get, we have some clues and some ideas, but I think even for us working in the industry, it's kind of really, really hard to predict the future. I mean, it's always hard because if it would be easy, it would be millionaire by now, but, um, I think it's harder than ever to have an idea where's, where, uh, where's the ship sailing? How will the gaming future look like in recent future like two years or even like far future like five six years mm. is it stadia is it gaikai is it uh, just streaming services all, all that's roku sure. too <laughs> exactly is it streaming services all over the place will we have um console revisions like mobile uh, phones will we have just the microsoft or sony stick fire tv stick thing in our tv because no one cares about hardware anymore well smart right. tvs is your is your is your guess I, I like so I'm I'm gonna say something like weird and I and I just hope that like you? you know by the time I'm proven wrong like this this podcast has long since been forgotten and nobody can <laughs> dig it back up again. I'm not sure it's it's as hard to guess as we think it is. Like for me, the question is less the what is the future gonna be and like just when is it gonna be. I think and I'm not saying that because I'm I'm I prefer my hardware. Like I'm I'm not convinced yet myself of streaming mm -hmm. but i do think streaming is going to be the future for me yes. the question is is it going to be in five years is it going to be in 10 years is it going to be in 15 ah. years <laughs> i think that is the bigger question like i think in inevitably everything will gravitate to to the combination of of streaming and subscriptions i agree sure um which so that that's kind of weird. Like you know, when when they when the first rumblings came about about project yeti or and then later on it became stadia 
everybody kind of assumed that it would be largely subscription driven, right? Because right. like everybody was like, "Hey, it's it's the Netflix." Like the, the whole the that holy the grail Netflix of gaming is, yeah. for a long time yeah. has been the Netflix of gaming that people have been discussing. And then they came out and were like, "So yeah, we're going to have a subscription." And so far, we only know a single game that's included in there. It is admittedly probably the best video game in history, Destiny Two. <laughs> oh, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's all we know. And and everything else is going to be like, so you got to pay a subscription if you want the 4K. Like, uh, there's not going to be a subscription if you want the basic 1080p streaming. But you still have to buy every single game at, at full-fledged retail price. And uh, I think for a lot of people, that was like really the okay. So we think that streaming is going to be future, but the question is, is it going to be via Stadia? I mean, that's that's you know it's 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 it seems initially like a hard sell. And as we discussed this morning, Richard, you're like uh, internet technology is not where where it should be to support I mean, the streaming. Yeah, we were talking specifically about like infrastructure in the states yeah. where yeah the coasts are kind of covered and everything in between can get very very rough. And right, it's even worse than in Europe in the states, right? Well, I mean, there's more space. No, actually, it feels like uh, like when you read like some of the comments from people, it feels like like. The, the the like Midwest states or whatever like they have it much rougher internet wise than, than Europe. And I mean, yeah, that's what I'm tra- saying. Oh, sorry, sorry, Europe, the situation sorry, I mean, is better. I mean, yeah. the thing is, is is in a lot of the 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 flyover states as they're called, right? Those states in the middle, there's just a ton of open space. I mean, especially compared to say Germany, right? Like there's a lot of wide open space that needs to have you know infrastructure put into it. And there's a lot of interesting reading you guys can do about um about how that infrastructure growth is going and and what's happening there, but it's slow. Uh so yeah, I I, I do remember my uh my folks being um being in in like an upstate New York not having not having access to to cable internet. They would they would get satellite internet. So that's 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 one thing. The infrastructure needs to grow a lot. And who knows how much that's actually affecting um, I, don't, I don't. We don't know how how Stadia performs on these these uh, lower than average connections. I mean, reports have been pretty good so far about uh, about the kind of up and downs that you can get. The other thing that concerns me about that in the states particular is that data caps are very much a thing in a lot of yeah in a lot yeah, of that was still uh, a lot of internet providers. To that, honestly, yeah, yeah, it's it's weird, but that's that's kind of where that is. Um, data caps are a thing, and that thing chews through data. So I, I mean, like, yeah, streaming could be the future, but. I wonder. I, I do wonder if you'll see a, a bit of a limp with it. I'm not sure. I don't think so. But uh, I mean, we said we all said the same thing about VR. We were convinced that VR exactly. was going to be the thing. And Where are we? Uh, yeah, who is we? The, the, every gamer across the world joined hands. <laughs> like, you know, like I don't Virtually. want to say anything controversial, but right now, if you look at it, like the, the people who were betting on VR being big are the Sony ponies. <laughs> Look, I think a lot of people were betting on VR. Why am I falling back into this shit? I, you, this is terrible. You <laughs> fully I have an idea for the cover for the next episode. <laughs> so. but, but I mean, like there, there was a lot of bet on VR. Sure. Uh, and uh, and it didn't take off the way the way that everybody thought it would. I still I still think there's a lot of awesome stuff to be discovered in VR. I think it's going to be perfectly viable once they can knock down those price points and make it a little more accessible and. A little more less independent on space and all that stuff, but you got to wonder if streaming is going to hit that I mean, hit that bump because I I guarantee you that streaming gaming is not the thing that's going to make that infrastructure happen in this day. I mean, maybe maybe TV was probably the the the, the industry which will make that infrastructure happening, right? I mean, I, I guess 8K 120 hertz gaming is currently a tough sell in Montana. Well, stream, streaming but TV isn't that how is new. It we can't, no, no, no. You can't say Montana right now because I'm still sad. Like earlier, you mentioned Hunt for Red October. 
And it's so sad. All that guy wanted was to settle down on a farm in Montana with a beautiful American wife. And then he got shot. Just settle like down. Like the first officer who was played by Sam Neill, who played my favorite character in Jurassic Park, Alan Grant. Wow. That was like six Did you not even watch months. movies? Of course I do. He, like, he just wanted to settle down into NeoGAF, okay? And just forget about the past on the IGN forums. Just say something about the, the internet thing. Like, also there's this kind of, maybe there's this kind of apoc- apocalyptic problem, you mm-hmm. know, with it. So if anything goes wrong with the internet, with internets, with the little box that runs it all, um, as famously uh, shown in uh, the IT crowd, right? Um, if anything goes wrong with that, then this this will all cut, you know will be all off the net somehow. Then all of that kind of culture will be lost, like the the, the gaming culture will mm. be lost. But if we if it's the sole, if it's like a monocrop, you know, um, just doing internet gaming basically. Mm. So I, I just like the idea of the physical thing still. Like I, my idea of the future of consoles and gaming is mm-hmm. is like it's a bit like one of those like nineteen fifties sci fi um, uh, graphic design things with like like a, a box with an orb that you put into the socket the orb into the box and then it suddenly becomes it glows and then like you enter this crazy virtual world. Is this All about, about socketing materia again? <coughs> no, I just it's a juicy part. It's, it's just it's just like the physicality of gaming is is important, and I like not to go back to like that novelty thing, but I, I do think it is somehow something is it already playing. <laughs> it's something really? people crave still. That that that. Having... One question: What is a monocrop? A monocrop, like if you just grow one thing on a farm. Uh, and you keep doing it, and then the soil See, goes that's barren. That's so obvious. Yeah. I think that will fade away to answer your question. Like, <laughs> I was an avid uh, movie collector, right? I bought so first VHS and then DVDs, and then I even I bought a lot of my stuff in the collection again with Blu-rays. Then at some point I realized, you know what? No, I just have like so many chan- options to just run streaming services, even like buy a movie digitally if I really want that movie. And especially after moving countries... Um, my uh, fondness for physical game copies, movie copies, or whatever, just completely no. I can't yeah. anymore. I have no space. Sometimes if there's like a specific game I really love and like, but nah. have you Have you ever been affected by internet outages? Yes. You're saying that as if I was not sitting here in a Diablo shirt. If the internet would go away, <laughs> seriously, we would yeah. have the Thunderdome and people would there are, probably there are. fight it to the death who gets... Uh, the last physical copies on this planet. I mean, but. there are internet outages, and I do think uh, I do think you're going to have a lot of people that uh, I still do interact with people that only want physical copies of games, uh, and and the the always online or the server checks are already pretty pretty bad for them. But you know that that's becoming more and more common where you're not even if you're going out and buying a disc, you're not buying the game, you're buying the right to you're buying the license. You get online, you patch it, right? Like how many games have we bought where? I think, was, I think my favorite one was XCOM. I specifically bought it physically so that I could, because I wasn't going to have access to internet, you know, back in my youth. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to put this in. And it was like, yeah, just, you know, connect to the internet so you can download your game. But also, Game Pass. In your youth, and, yes. that game came out 2012. I was so young, man. October or November 2012. XCOM? I was on a farm in Montana. I was in the US when that came out. I went to a shop in, in San Francisco and bought the game. Yep. Physically, though, right? Of course. Disc was worthless. Yeah, but I knew that, and that's what I want. I just wanted. I'm glad the you had foresight on that, Marcel. I game, just wanted Game Pass lets you download games. The uh, Sony service, what's the name uh, again? PlayStation Now lets you download games now, which wasn't uh, yeah, possible started, in the past. Right? As a streaming, they started a horrible. So there's uh, also an option. Pricing, but I think no, okay. Let's say 
Give me first, uh, we're coming close to the end of the stream, uh, the podcast. Mm. That's just like... Uh, old habits. Old all, habits. Old habits all around. Um, I, I just want to very quickly say something. <laughs> very old Fuck habits. Fuck those Sony ponies. No, no, and because I'm the host, I get, you know, the right of prima nope. interjection. Oh, no. Oh, Anyways, what I want to say is, I think like one of the problems, you know, like that, like that a lot of gamers or like gaming discussion... Much like uh, Richard's hidden Sith parents, you know, they only deal in absolutes, right? For a lot of people, it's like, oh, I, I hate games as a service because I like single player games. But if you look at like the recent years, like games as a service has been a huge trend, like hugely successful. Yeah. And there's been a ton of amazing single player games just from Sony itself. True. You know, and it's going to be like, I don't think when I say, even when I say, you know, streaming is going to be future, I, I still think there's going to be the option that people yeah. can buy the game themselves. Like, yeah. hey, Sure, I can, you know, I can stream my games on whatever, like, like, like with Microsoft now. If you're just really there for the value, of course, yeah. you're going to get Xbox Game Pass. And it was like, there was an incredible realization for myself when I watched this year's E3 press conference from Microsoft. Mm -hmm. By the end, I realized, wait, out of all the games that were shown here that I want to play and I have to pay for Cyberpunk, everything else, except, okay, Halo, depending on when it comes out, everything else, is covered because my Xbox Game Pass runs until fall next year. Yeah. And there was like this crazy like, wow, so like good all these game amazing Pass. games and I have to, I don't have to pay again for them You're like right now. That, that was weird. And But I still think like even you know that option exists, people can still pay, pay those games a la carte sure. if that's what they want. And I, I think for a lot of people like there's, there's this fear mongering of like, oh my God, it's only going to be streaming. And I think for a long time, companies are going to be like, you know, yeah. I mean, you can still buy CDs, right? Like how long has, has like... Like digital music been around, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that option is still going to be there. So people need to be less scared or less dealing in absolutes because orbs, only sits do that. Yeah. If not orbs, but look, we we just got oh, sorry, done talking about busting now. <laughs> we just got done talking about Stadia. Yeah. Can't buy physical on that. So I mean, I think that's that's you know they they see a trend where a buying physical doesn't get you the game, and b there are consoles coming out that are purely digital. You know, so I, I can I can see that where where a little bit of the chicken little comes from, and obviously, yeah, somebody's gonna always cater to those audiences where you can go get get the disc that you want and play the old thing, just like we talked about at the top of the show. But uh, yeah, if digital is the future, I mean, I, I do think that uh, that is definitely going to be more digital. I don't think you're gonna be able to a la carte. Sure. Anything. I mean, like digital is still a la carte, right? You get what I'm saying. Like, I don't think you're gonna be able to run out and buy your buy your. I game. think you're making a false equivalency. I think you're incorrect. Anyways, are you done interrupting, Basti? Because last time I checked, you were not the host, so you don't have the right of don't first say it again. What interruption. It? Okay. First, yeah. So for the future. Yeah. Before we end today's episode, I would like to ask you guys: What would be your advice? For our dear Phil Spencer, looking into the future, what should he do? Like one advice you could give good to dear Phil to be ready for what's to come in the next couple of years, Marcel. I would give Phil Spencer the same advice I've, I've given him repeatedly over Twitter for the last couple of years. For the love of fucking God, Phil, make a new Mac Assault, make a new Crimson Skies game. There you go. Problem solved. I, Phil, um, stay off a of game facts. Those those ponies won't quit, but together we can overcome. You just lead from the front. That's what I would tell Phil Spencer. Yeah, but back then, who who were the people like the, the back then? Like in the original, it was Robbie Bach. Yeah, 
Jay Allard. Jay Allard. I remember Jay Allard. Uh, what's the guy who like the father of the Xbox? She was Blackley or something. That's his name. No, no, that's that's a character in like an Austin Powers movie. No. Like the guy, like the guy who made Trespass and horribly failed, but later on made the Xbox. What's his name? Uh, uh, I don't know. So Matt, what would you say? <laughs> Philly Boots, Phil. That's good advice. Yeah. What? It's really good. Philly Boots. Yeah, he's good. Get it? With what? No, it's a callback. Do you? You don't get it? Philly Boots, Phil. Philly Boots. I get it. It's okay. It was a lovely episode, guys. Uh, thank you. <laughs> For staying with us again, maybe we do it part two. Maybe next part we talk about the switch. I don't know. Oh, we no, no, no. Next time I get to do a topic. <laughs> oh my god! The, see, doomed. the console wars have set him off. He's gonna be, he's gonna be uh, confrontational about everything all day. You've awakened me. My name is Bastian Toon. You can also follow me and hook me up on Twitter about the podcast or talk about anything else gaming at on at Bastian Toon, which is T H U N, and um, we have also an email for that. Projectile Lunch Podcast, which is Marcel? Projectile Lunchcast at gmail.com. Beautiful. And also today with me was Marcel. Yes. Uh, you can also talk to me on Twitter about as you as you may have noticed, I love endlessly and need if need be aggressively discussing video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at com underscore raven. Um Xbox Rise Up. There you go. Xbox Bottom text. And Matt? Uh, yes, I'm Matt Cook. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at... <laughs> uh, I know you love this. Uh, at GoatFlip. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, just try and interrupt my Slay the Spire sessions for me because I'm, I'm dying, slowly dying away in my in my my home uh, playing Slay the Spire at the moment. So yeah, any, any interruption from that would be great. And Richard? Uh, don't find me on Twitter. I'm not there. And I'm just going to sit here in this room until someone tells me who's supposed to host the show. It's so confusing. I'm the host. Are you? What, Marcel's the host? I don't know who's the host. Who's the host? Matt. Maybe we're Last all hosts. Last I checked. Last I checked. No, don't say the Smash ancient, Bros. The ancient uh, law passed down from the elders. End it. From the beginning of the age of console wars. Edit it. Okay, guys. It was a pleasure. We see you next week. Fade it out. Bye-bye. And I'm the host. I'm the host. The old school. Yeah, old school. We the old school. Yeah, old school. Been getting that money for a girl sweet as honey. Got me some roses and a little bling. I knocked on her door, she said, what you wait for? I heard you was looking for a king. Been climbing the pyramid, her steps made of green. 